0: This is the Snap Podcast.
1: Hi, and welcome to episode 229 of the Snap Podcast. I'm Jared Kingery.
0: I'm Cody Viafania.
1: Cody, um, it was All-Star Weekend uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend for the NBA. Did you watch any of it?
0: Yeah, I watched uh, the dunk contest, mm-hmm. and I watched the All-Star Game.
1: I haven't watched i haven't sat down to watch an all-star weekend in a long time i don't remember the last time i did um,
0: yeah so here's here's the update so basically okay. um the uh the dunk contest is hot trash these days um really yeah they've sort of um they've sort of like done it to where you get like way too many attempts. And so you, like if someone misses a dunk, you see what they're about to do and then they try it for like like a couple of minutes and then they get tired and then they can't do it because they're <laughs> winning themselves. And so like you have rounds that end with just missed dunks and no, we, people get a score of zero because they can't complete it. And it's just, uh you know, there's, I think there's just a lack of creativity across the board, which is crazy because if you see like you know, like, amateur, and I by that I mean, like, you know, non-professional NBA player dunk contest. It's super creative, but none of those guys seem to be able to cross over. Plus, you know, it's gotten to the point where no, like, player of note is willing to do it anymore. So it's yeah. just a bunch of, like, deep rotation guys doing the contest and
1: stuff, so. Do they still have, like, like the superstars on the sideline judging Or reacting
0: yeah David Robinson was a judge uh, okay I saw him
1: uh, I saw a a video clip of him I can't remember what he was doing but he had on the sweet-ass jacket
0: oh yeah they brought out the 75 best players Uh, Tim Duncan was on video but David Robinson and Gervin were there
1: I saw I saw that I didn't realize that was the video like Tim Duncan sent in a video message like I'm not coming to yeah where the hell was it I don't even know Cleveland oh yeah I wouldn't go either
0: yeah, but so the the slam dunk contest sucks. Everything else is fine. The all star game was was fine. I think. I mean, I think the only the the really fun part about the all star game this year was that Steph Curry just went insane. And I hit, saw that hit sixteen threes, like from deep,
1: <laughs> yeah. like almost mid court. Yeah, that uh, we've probably talked about it before, but I I always wish they turned the all star game into the old NBA or uh, MTV Rock and Jock oh with like four pointers and stuff yeah or like a here's like they had the like super high basket do you remember that and that was like oh yeah 30 points or something Just yeah make it ridiculous and stupid cuz it's all showboating anyway yeah I, I still can't believe they give out an mvp award cuz like yeah who cares i mean
0: at least invite dan cortez
1: to, yeah. to the all star game <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Dan Cortez in an All Star. Is it wasn't there <laughs> some sort of All Star game? I saw Machine Gun Kelly was getting. There's a celebrity game every year.
0: Yeah, I I didn't watch much of any of that, but um, but they actually do this cool thing um with the All Star game these days where they uh they, they 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 judge by like quarters and then I think they add the amount and then you have to like reach a certain number by the end of the game. Um, where like, there's a set score. So they turn off the clock and the first to get this many points wins the game. I so it, it like the, the, um, so the fourth quarter becomes super competitive because, um, they're like actively trying to win. And so like, they actually start playing defense and stuff like that. So
1: it still doesn't mean anything, right? It's not like baseball. Mm-mm where no. the all-star game winner gets home court or home field. Yeah, and
0: that's not even a thing anymore. Baseball did away with that. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Man, how far behind am I?
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, that used to be the thing, and then people were like, why are we doing this <laughs> for this meaningless <laughs> game?
1: That was a cool, like, incentive, I thought. Like, it made it at least mean a little bit of something since you're, like, spending time and money on it.
0: Yeah, although it really truly only means anything to, like, a handful of teams who actually have a shot at going to the world series. Sure.
1: Sure. But eh. anyway, I, I still love that, uh, the, uh, one all-star game we had in San Antonio is like the fashion choice still. Like mm-hmm. I still see that stuff popping up all over the place.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic because it all, it had the fiesta colors with everything and like giant peppers and shit. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like it, like clearly they went with like a Southwest, like, like a uh, Arizona theme but they did it here it's with <laughs> like they didn't get I've been it wanting quite to right. try
1: to pick up a good bootleg uh David Robinson jersey from that but I, I can't seem mm. to track one down. I'm sure they, they they don't have them on eBay? I I haven't looked actively in a while but you could always get like a Jordan. They actually released a really cool um like Jordan collectible action figure with that uniform on like a mm-hmm. one sixth or one 12th scale uh, with like a real cloth uniform in that. Cause that was his last. Mm-hmm. Was that his last big all-star game? No, that couldn't have been
0: Jordan's last all-star game was, he was like wearing a, um, I think that was back when they were wearing their uh, like actual jerseys, So I think Jordan was wearing a wizard's Jersey. In I that hated that.
1: One. That sucked when they did that. Yeah. That was really stupid. Yeah, I, I forgot like Jordan. Didn't he beat out somebody that was oh man, wasn't there I a controversy was, about that? I think it was Jordan versus Kobe in that All-Star game. Yeah, but I feel like that like Jordan took a spot that everybody felt should have gone to some should have gone to someone else. Oh, just in general? Yeah. Well, I feel like that was cuz I mean he was old and who gave a shit at that point.
0: Yeah, but it was his last year so they were going to do it. And then but he ended up like kicking ass during the All-Star game, so I don't think right. it made much of a difference, but.
1: Uh, do you remember? Uh, we may have talked about this before, but like Miami, the Miami Heat that last season, he they retired his jersey number. Oh yeah. And it had a weird like half half of it was the Wizards and half of it was the Bulls. Like it made no mm-hmm. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to find a jersey, uh, of the San Antonio All Star Game to show on uh, on video here, because I think it's worth showing. For those of uh, our viewers who are watching us, here. Let's see.
1: You kind of love you
0: can, technology.
1: There is a so like I was trying, like I said, I was trying to find a Robinson jersey. This one's a Patrick, Patrick Ewing one. Oh, nice. Uh, there's a There's a Robinson one, but it's I don't know what year it is. It's it's like the all red. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what one that is with like a star on it. Yeah.
1: 1991. Oh. Jesus Christ, that's old. It's like his uh, second year in the league. Damn. Um. Anyway, NBA All Star Game was this weekend. Uh, how are how how are, the Spurs were represented? Who was who was there? Uh, Dejounte uh, Murray. Okay. He
0: did really well. Good. He 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 was. It's probably one of the better All Star performances from a Spurs player because those guys rarely ever. Like, you know, like, the the All-Star game is for, like, the super high flyers and deep shooters and stuff like that. Like, guys who are flashy really excel in that kind of game. And, like, Duncan wasn't doing 360 dunks at any point. So, like, his appearances never really did much. But DeJounte Murray, like, threw a pass off the backboard to himself and dunked it and uh, had some, like, between the legs alley-oop stuff. So, it was cool. It was good to see a Spurs player shine on that level. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Well, anything else before we move on? We've talked All Star Game and no, well, Happy President's Day yet. to you. Oh, I thank you. Um, I was wondering if you were going to say something, but um,
0: I was waiting know, until we were here. To I celebrate.
1: Formally... I celebrate the real president, mm-hmm. um, uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I the, I forgot it was President's Day, and I tried to go do something that was a public service. I was like, ah, fuck. Closed. I had off, so oh look at you. Yeah. Um anyway, the happy president's day, Cody. Let's move on to reviews.
0: Here are this week's reviews.
1: First up we have dog.
0: If anyone asks, say she's on her way to rehabilitation.
1: Hey, do you want me to lease your app for you? Let's just get this over. All right. What's up, dog? you remember me? It's your favorite chew toy from 2015. Huh? Me and you are going to go on a little road trip. 1,500 miles, just to act like your daddy's looking down on us from above. All right, I'm going to leash you up, all
0: right? Be cool, easy, easy. He really did give up We huh? are so scared. She's out big time. <laughs> <Stop>.
1: <laughs> so this movie stars Channing Tatum and it's also co-directed by Channing Tatum. And uh, this is his first film uh since uh the first live action film since um Kingsman the, the Golden Circle and Logan Lucky back in 2017. Um, He did some voice work in between. But um, yeah, uh, Cody, tell us about Dog and what you thought of it.
0: Yeah, so Channing Tatum plays uh, an army ranger who is in some form of, there's a dog barking right now. Uh, Uh, Right on cue. Yeah. uh so he plays an army ranger who is kind of looking to try to go back into the rangers he had he suffered a traumatic brain uh, brain injury and and so he's looking to kind of get back into the game and he finds out that someone who he used to serve with recently died and the dog that was with them needs to be transported to a different state for his funeral and so um they go on this kind of road trip and um and, uh and, and learn lessons along the way um <laughs> you know it's interesting this this movie if you watch just the trailers it seems like a wacky uh Channing Tatum and a dog uh yeah. comedy and it's really not that at all story wise because it's really covering you know themes of of like PTSD and and cover uh, covering things like combat injuries and brain injuries and and also, um, sort of the idea of expectations, and I, I think the issue with it is that I don't think it does anything with that material that resonates to a degree that I that I found satisfying com- or completely satisfying. You know, I think there are some 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 good moments of you know um, you know talking a little bit about trauma and exploring trauma and PTSD and war PTSD and things like that. Um, but I think it's always sort of bailed out with some kind of, again, wacky antic. And I think the thing is sort of undone by its formula when it comes to that because I think you can see the whole thing. You can see the movie play out way ahead of time. I mean, sure. I think you you can predict every single beat that's going to happen along the way. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, weird stuff to it. Like, there's two separate scenes of, like of like super of like um what would you call it like like a sort of like comedic um hippie isms you know like there's two separate scenes one of like a psychic and one of like like tantric uh sex of people and like to me to me those two things <sighs> seem repetitive and i also think you're redundant and i think also there's some redundancies with like There's just so like at some point it keeps on escalating where like how much stuff is going to go wrong on this very seemingly simple task. And I think it gets down to that um, formula a little bit too much. Um, And then something that's been sticking with me since I've seen the movie, there's a moment in the movie where the dog does something sort of fucked up and um, like just like on on the surface of, of what actually happens and it's like, it's so, it's ever so slightly hinted towards that. But I, but, but I was like, I like, please do more with that because why even have that happen if you're not going to like have anything profound to say about that experience or to make a commentary on, on Are you talking
1: about the hotel? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Or making like a commentary on like, profiling or like something like something it doesn't it doesn't do anything with that idea so it just left me feeling like why is this in here if you're not going to like like make make some sort of comment on how again like profiling or or you know something along those lines Channing Tatum has one line about it but it's really kind of he's kind of defending himself in that in in that line so I I really didn't like the inclusion of that um, without anything to follow up on it, I think that the idea is interesting, but you have to have follow it up with something for it to 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 mean anything. Um, I think Tatum is good. I think he's he's you know I think he's just a very charismatic actor just in general, and I think that there's some some good um, uh, you know side plots. I think there's some good uh, there's a, I think I like the bit of Ethan Suppley that's in the movie. Um, it's, Looking jacked. Yeah, and, and Kevin Nash looking
1: super old. Um yeah. <laughs> That was a part that was a that part started out a little too wacky for me.
0: Yeah, it didn't it, and it ended up not making sense. I liked where it ended up going towards the middle of it. Um uh-huh. there's also this side plot too of him having of Channing Tatum's character having like a, a child and a and a and a woman that is just again a complete throwaway. Um you know and then and then of course the movie has has designs of like tugging your heartstrings with the relationship with the dog and you know the lesson Channing Tatum learns along the way about how to treat some, you know some you know the the dog who has been suffering from the trauma and everything so all in all i think it's 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 perfectly fine it's watchable um it's uh but but i think that it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity in a couple of areas where i wish there was a little bit more meat on the bone, um, especially with the ideas it wants to try and float along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, you think that's because the, that's your profession that you you would maybe like to see that a little, delve into a little bit deeper?
0: Well, no, I just, I mean, I think, I think again, there's there's a lot, I think that scene in particular opens up a lot of doors for conversation that the movie doesn't seem to want to have at that uh, point. Oh,
1: I'm talking, yeah, the hotel thing, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, were talking about something different? I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about, like, the PTSD.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, y- yes and no, I mean, I think that that's a big part of the story, and and I think especially with how Channing Tatum is treating the dog and how he sort of adjusts along the way, um, there's something there, and also, you know, they make a point to tell you ten times that the dog has PTSD responses, you know, the dog barks every time it hears a, a loud noise, and that, you know, they, they mentioned that the dog is panting because of anxiety and so on and so forth. So, um, I wish that
1: connection was a little deeper. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that this movie is like you said, it, it, it played like trailers played it out to be wacky. It does have some wacky elements. I think the Kevin Nash scene, um, starts out a little too extreme and uh, and almost veers totally into wackiness by the end. Um, and like you mentioned, the like the two women that are the tantric sex gurus or whatever you want to call them. I don't get that scene. And then there's there's like a, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess you we would call it like a takedown of some woke uh, concerned citizen. Oh, the Bill Burr. Oh, no, yeah, oh, no. uh... yeah, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, Bill Burr. I'm not really. I don't really understand what we were supposed to think of Bill Burr. I mean, well, I he, assume he, he was a piece of shit, right?
0: No, no, no. So the whole idea behind the joke was that he was military police, and so right. he was. But was he, he, was he the, racist too? No, I think he was trying to bait. Okay. He was okay. To bait Channing Tatum because he you know Channing Tatum is fucking with the military police throughout the movie and that's what Gilbert used to be i couldn't i couldn't
1: i couldn't pin that down um that said though i do think it's um one of the more interesting portray portrayals of like post-military life i've seen where they all tend to be a little bit more sort of um i i guess jingoistic if you prefer that Mm -hmm. term you know just sort of like you know, here, these heroes came home and this is, you know, their honor now, like, you know, instead of somebody being a wreck um and like everybody you come across in this movie has something that, that was in the military, something that, that's kind of affected their life to a point where they can't function properly. And the darkness that goes with it, um, I think a, a pretty interesting point, and I have no idea what, if this is something really that happens in the military, I don't have any reasons, see any reason why they would have made it up. But that book that the, the, the Rangers keep and the kind of like the DVT of the dog's body cam kills essentially like that's some really dark shit. Um, and I've never actually seen that kind of portrayed in, in a film before like this. And I thought that was an interesting take on, The material again it's completely predictable um i think the scene you're talking about uh in the hotel it does have some like bigger conversation aspirations that i don't think it lives up to um you know it it feels like it feels a little out of place like it, it feels like um you know that that something that you know, it's essentially the dog racially profiling a, uh, a person based on their, their outfit. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it, it's just sort of waved away in a, a little too easily. But I, other than that though, I, I mean, that said, I did enjoy the movie, uh, quite a bit more than I thought I would. Uh, Tatum's really good. I really liked Ethan Suppley, Um, and I think that, um, you know, that, that, it's it's at least a little bit more realistic than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. you know i thought we were going to get like wacky dog reaction shots and i think speaking of i think there is a very effective moment when you when you discuss the sea, uh where channing tatum goes to visit his estranged daughter you like the the camera stays on the dog the whole time yeah. which i thought was an interesting take um you know, it it played out the scene kind of unexpectedly, but you know, I, I it's it's it is predictable, but I, I thought it was more enjoyable than than I assume you did. But anyway, what's your grade, Cody, for Dog?
0: Yeah, I think all things considered, you know, my viewpoint is that it is a a, a perfectly fine movie it's weird i mean i i would i guess it's technically a family movie though i do, i do think there's this underlying sense of darkness there that 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 it's def- it's not a kids movie for sure um that that i it's i mean to to be fair i don't know how you properly package this movie to sell it in in like really grasp what it's going for mm-hmm. especially when there's like dog antics in it like the dog antics are going to be dog antics no matter what so I'm gonna give it a B minus. I'll 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 recommend it, but it's not. It's certainly not a strong one. Strong recommendation. Uh,
1: I'm gonna go with a B. Like I said, it was it was considerably more um, straightforward than I thought it was gonna be. Like you're not you're not gonna be surprised by it at all, um, plot wise. But I do think kind of the approaching the uh, the material, uh, the military material with with something, you know, a little less. Then, kind of respect these heroes and, and this stuff that gets thrown around a little too often. I think is a, is a refreshing touch to show that these guys are actually, you know, human beings that get affected by these horrible things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next movie, Ted K.
0: The Industrial Revolution was being a disaster for the human race.
1: at the rate
0: of 20000 gallons an hour. The Montana Electric Company sprays cancer-causing herbicides without any warnings to the public. I cried about what was happening to the country. Desecration. But I have a plan for revenge. say violence and the taking of human life is not a way to resolve problems it can't work but history shows that it very often does work
1: this is a uh, biopic of um cody's hero <laughs> ted kaczynski the unabomber um not your hero but uh i, I have to defuse that joke Oh, get it! It was um, too explosive. Uh, uh man, I forgot how long ago was this. Um, a long I mean, time he ago.
0: started in like I think like the mid '80s, and I think like was arrested in like, like '94, '95, yeah. maybe.
1: I remember Will Ferrell playing him on uh, Saturday my, Night Live. That's my lasting memory of him too. <laughs> um, I didn't see this movie, but you did, Cody. Tell us about Ted K. What you thought of it
0: yeah, so essentially the movie um, is is a um, a very stylized uh, art housey uh, take on the Ted Kaczynski story um, that's like actually shot in the area where Ted Kaczynski's cabin was in Montana um, and uh, I think Montana. Um, yes. and um, and like it uses passages from his manifesto um throughout like so you hear you know, like the narration you hear there is from that manifesto that famously got him caught. um yeah, I mean, look, I don't know why this movie exists um <laughs> and I think the in and what I mean by that is that, you know, sensibly there was not much to the idea of Ted Kaczynski other than the idea that he um he, he thought technology was ruining the world and he just wanted peace and quiet. And so he decided mm-hmm. to murder people because of it. And that's about as deep as the as the thing goes. And so it's not necessarily like um, glamorizing him by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just kind of like this portrait of this guy who just wanted revenge um, for what he saw as uh, for what he saw to be a societal, problem and uh and it was just a kook like i mean and i don't really know why we have a we need like this super gritty indie version it sort of felt in a way not in the same way but sort of like the gus van sant sort of style of you know like elephant like like doing a stylized columbine thing or like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever saw last days it was his his garbage kurt cobain (laughs) movie. no i didn't um where it's just very highly stylized and there's some like weird like imaginary he's like got, has like an imaginary woman that he's around and and like there's a lot of scenes of explosives and stuff i don't know it just for me it was a little edgelordian and um <laughs> and, and again i just don't see why this movie needs a dramatic take on it like again it was a guy who who built bombs to kill people because he he felt like it was harder and harder to live in peace and quiet in the woods because of technology and industrialism and stuff like that like like who like who who is this shit just like i don't know why we we have to tell this story in a movie it's it and like and there's nothing that's really like i can see if you want to give some insight into like exploring how he got that way or like trying to uncover the madness behind everything like i don't think that there's anything wrong with making movies about the psychology of weird of weirdos and in serial killers and stuff like that but this this ain't it
1: unfortunately how is uh charlotte copley um i'm not a terribly big fan of his he's he's fine
0: um i think his he, he's got this weird accent as you can hear from the um from the uh trailer there that mm-hmm. i just don't really think is 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 super convincing um his acting is perfectly fine um but yeah he's never really landed on his feet after district nine um well in a, i mean Chappie. in a well yeah, yeah but we didn't get to see him it's he was just a voice in Chappie.
1: that's true god i hated that movie so much <laughs> so so much um all right what's your grade for ted k cody uh solid c for solid Ted c K. Solid c for ted k all right, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, uh, the Foo Fighters movie, right, Cody?
0: Yeah, we've got Foo Fighters uh, movie Studio Six 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 coming <laughs> out. Um, we also have um, uh, uh, Cyrano is finally mm. opening in theaters wide, so that's a that's a movie from last year, but it was on my top ten list, so um, I, fi- I figured we might uh, we might do good by covering it. And then there is a Hulu movie. Um, coming out um that we may cover i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now um, oh
1: um i believe i know what you're talking about because we just
0: got a screener for it yeah um let me see uh, hulu movie what's next friday it's going to be or sep- er, it's the 25th it's september what am i saying february uh 25th um Man,
1: we should know this. No exit. <laughs> no think. exit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked that up in my email, so.
0: Yeah. So that's a that's a movie that we may or may not cover. We'll see. Um I know it's like a it's a uh like a thriller, I believe, with a uh, with uh, Dennis Haysbert and Dale Dickey, so. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> what a cast. That seems like a like a low rent Super Bowl commercial. Uh-huh. Dennis Haysbert and Dale Dickey. Wow, we get Ethan Suppley one week and Dale Dickey the next. It's like a "My Name Is Earl" reunion here. Mm, ah. Okay, did you ever watch "My Name Is Earl"?
0: Uh, I watched like maybe three or four episodes when it premiered, and then I was like, ah, I think I got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I I enjoyed it. I, I wish Jason Lee had more to do these days because I like Jason Lee quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I think it's a voluntary uh, step away though for him. I think. He kind of yeah, does just, a lot of photography. Yeah, I think he just kind of disappeared I on that Alvin
1: and the Chipmunks money. I would too. I would too. Him and David Cross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want to reach us, you can email us at podcast at can Find us on Twitter at sinistab, Facebook Sinesnob, net? Critic? one of those two. I think it's net. That. Anyway. Uh, anything else, Cody? Before we go.
0: Um. No. I think. I think we're good. Um. Is this the first time we've had back to back weeks in uh quite some time?
1: It's been uh, it's been a little while, yeah. That's as stained would say. Yeah. It, they would also say let's go Brandon, probably too. Oh f- yeah, without yeah, without without <laughs> percent All right, on that note, I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Vievania. Thank
0: you for listening to the Cine Snob Podcast. To read reviews, interviews, and
1: more, visit CineSnob.net. See you next week.